Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 327. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. You're spooky. We've got a <laughs> lot of stuff to get to. Uh, thanks you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend. Check out our sports podcast right after this. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff today, and a lot of good stuff. Uh, Tony, lead us off. Uh, you have a spooky story to tell. That I do. Um, so I guess I mean a little, a little spooky. So I think I uh, told the listeners uh, last week that I had done some dog sitting and that I was going to dog sit again for another home. Uh, and it's a home I've done before, but it's only been for one evening. And I don't know if I think I talked about this. I'm sure when I did this back in. Uh, oh, yeah. I believe it was March because I remember March Madness was on. I remember watching the. I think that was the the day Gonzaga got their asses kicked by was it Yukon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was that it was that time period. So I believe like end of March is like mid March, and uh, I was the only thing I had an issue with about that house was that of course the room I was sleeping in had a little clown stuffed animal in it that was on a rocking chair nonetheless to make it or chair I don't know if it was a rocking chair I forget now but it was on a chair nonetheless and I think I showed you guys the photo the picture of the clown it's not a scary looking clown i believe andy said right it's like a hobo clown or whatever you know those clowns were like in the 20s or some shit we were all hobo clowns in the 20s yeah so it's Wait, one of those we're in the 20s oh shit oh andy so it was one of those clowns so like a, a friendly looking clown but a clown nonetheless and i remember being like i got so into my head too that evening and i remember sleeping with the dog and I didn't know that, you know, this was my first time being with this dog and I didn't know it, you know, it randomly would bark at every noise it heard, but it was about 10 minutes into me laying down. This was the last time, mind you, not this most recent time. And the dog just starts barking and I swear to you, it was just staring at the clown in the dark. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So this was, this was last time. So fast forward to last week on a Wednesday, I house sat this dog from Wednesday to Sunday. And I go there Wednesday evening or whatever after work. Uh, I'm there for a little bit, feed the dog. And I had gone out, actually gotten a, you know, watched, uh, I think, I don't know, something on that or something, but came back home and, uh, you know, went to bed, whatever. Everything was fine, except for the fact that the dog did wake me up at 1 a.m., 3 a.m. and like 5 a.m. because it would, like I said, barked at anything. But this time around, I'm like, I'm not afraid of this dog. I mean, not this dog, this clown. I'm like, this is, I'm fine. So I stay the night there, get up in the morning, grab my clothes or whatever. Uh, thankfully, I worked just down the street. So, you know, went to work, fed the dog, opened the back door for the dog. So the dog could have this big patty or backyard that it has to roam around in all day. And so I'm at work from about 630 till probably about 3, 330 or so. So I come back to the house. I go through the backyard because that was the only way I have. You know, I didn't have a key to the front door. The front door was locked. I would just come through the side yard and they keep the sliding glass door unlocked for, you know, keep it open during the day for the dog and then, you know, whatever. So I go in there uh, and I go into the backyard as I'm opening the backyard. The dog's in the backyard on the chair and it sees me. So it comes over to me and I walk into the, into the living room. And to my surprise, the living room TV is just on. Oh. And I was like, and of course, I mean, I'm already in my head kind of from last time. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, I'm only, I'm not even a full 24 hours. I'm barely 24 hours into this. I was sitting in a rocking chair watching something. Yeah. So I'm over there. And of course, immediately, the first thing I did is I checked on the clown. 
I had to make sure the clown was still there and not, you know, in any weird position. So he was still fine. This is very poltergeist. Yeah, it is. So then I'm like looking around and then there was a a little bag of lays that for whoever was watching the house before I got there, which I think was the homeowner's uh, sister. uh, They left like a, like a, quarter full of bag of like barbecue lays on like a countertop and that bag of lays was now in another room just open like or like eaten Whoa. or whatever so i'm like well obviously i knew that was the dog so then i'm trying to investigate and i come to realize that my best logical scenario for this well the first thing i thought of that i told myself was okay maybe they have the tv on a timer because the dog maybe likes to have some tv on because some people leave their tv on for their dog the dog people or it can be weird But then I realized, no, I was here at this exact time yesterday and there was no TV on. So that can't be the case. Mm. So then finally, I think what I came to realize, the most logical thing that I ended up going with was that the dog, because it was a big golden retriever and the the remote was on the couch, is that the dog must have fallen on it or stepped on it and it turned on the TV. That's the only thing I can come up with outside of obviously the clown turning it on. So those were my top two. soldiers. Well, but and also, nonetheless, I did not stay another night at that house. I, yeah, the, I'm sorry, I apologize to the dog, but I only lived down the street. I made sure I took the dog out every night, no matter what time it was, fed it, got up extra early in the morning so I could go down there to feed her before work. Uh, everything was fine. I mean, this dog was fine, uh, but that was my last night staying the night there. <laughs> I uh, did not uh, sleep there the remaining three evenings. So yeah. that was my uh, story with that. The dog just enjoys uh, messing with you. Yeah, and the TV wasn't on again, thankfully. So that was the only time the TV was on. If you were a clown in a stuffed animal, this is the kind of shit you would do, though. Oh, yeah, sure. 100%. Yeah. You'd leave little subtle clues. I'm going to eat the rest of the Lay's, and I'm going to turn on TLC. Very, I think it was like, like gremlin-like. I think it was Dr. Pimple Popper that was on or something. Yeah, that's what they get, how they get you. Now, what would have been really freaky is if a like somehow clown movie or like circus movie was on, like a... It, like yeah. the 1990, like whatever it was on or something. Terrifier. You, know you know the sound of clown shoes? What? The sound of clown shoes, like when clowns are walking. It's kind of, uh-uh. they make squeaky noises because they're clowns. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You ever heard that? Because even if the, you looked and the clown was there, you're like, did this clown invite some friends over? Oh, that's a good point. I never thought about yeah. that. Good. Yeah. I think one of these days I come across this couple again like because they, they frequent the post also and stuff like that i think i might just be like what is up with the clown in the room yeah. and your haunted because house then they say what clown yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah could you imagine that would be good you don't even have a spare bedroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that would uh that would really be some uh I'm allergic are you afraid to of the barbecue lays are you afraid of the dark type stuff yeah, barbecue yeah. lays are what killed my father <laughs> he choked on one but yeah, all right. Well, yeah, that was my uh, that was my story for that. Let's shift gears to your Tustin chili cook-off. Yeah, I uh, broke my uh, or not broke my. I was gonna say Femur? broke my seal, but I meant to say pop my cherry <laughs> to the Tustin chili cook-off. I've uh, my aunt, you know, lived in Tustin like the majority of my life. Um, I've my mom worked in Tustin for like the majority of my life. My are in Tustin right now. I'm in Tustin right now. There's I've got a lot of close friends, family friends, and stuff that have lived in Tustin. And I've never, I've seen this, I've seen the signs forever. I think this was their 26th annual one. I've never been. So I've, you know, me and a little group of friends, including old friend of the pod, Wrecking Ball Joe, we decided to go. It it basically is a one day street fair, but it's just chili. But so the way it is, is you get these tickets and the chili tickets are only $1. 
Because the chili just comes in a little container, but that's all you need, you know, a little taste test. Is it different people's chili? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, Tustin Brewery Company was there. A few other places were there. Uh, like some Catholic church was there. <laughs> so they had all the sorts. Catholic church? Like yeah. The Pope. Yeah. Yeah. The Pope was out there. So here's the only thing that sucked. Andy, this probably would have, you know, you being a nice, you know, a guy that. No beers. Likes the, you know, food, like, and as a guy that likes to, you know, judge food is very big and wanting to probably want to get a taste of what everyone has to offer. Uh, they ran out of chili at most places, oh, <laughs> like three sense. hours in. Yeah. And I, I do get that. So now I'm glad you mentioned the beer because this is where I had the issue. So they did have beer tickets. So they had a beer tent and a wine tent. The wine tent had canned wine, which no, thank you. Uh, and then I think like, you know, some little wine in a cup. And then the beer tents had Trulies in a can. And then they had kegs. And on the kegs, that was Coors Light, Modelo, Modelo Especial, and a hazy IPA. Sierra hazy IPA. So... No matter what you got, whether it was a Coors Light or a Sierra Hazy IPA, every drink ticket was nine bucks. All right. So obviously, you want to get the stronger stuff, the more bang for your buck. Because I ain't ever, I don't pay, I don't like it. I'm not never paying nine bucks for a Coors Light. So it's like, okay, I'll get the, I'll get the Hazy IPA. And so me and my buddy did. Well, they knew what everybody was going to do. They knew everybody would go get the Hazy IPA. So about an, not even an hour later, we go to get a second beer. All the Hazy IPAs are out. So we'd like, well, what about another tent? And as we go to the other tent, the lady's just like, good luck or whatever. It's like, yeah, because you guys are onto it. You know what you're doing. Yeah. We go to the other tent out of hazy IPAs. So basically, I feel like I know what they're doing because they know everybody's going to get the hazy IPA because people are going to say like, well, if I'm going to, if everything's nine bucks, I might as well pay for a $9 hazy. That's, you know, six, 7%, whatever it is, as opposed to a $9 Coors Light or Modelo, that's like 4%. So, and obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but the Coors Light kegs, Modelo kegs are probably going to be cheaper than that hazy IPA oh, kegs. Yeah. So they knew what they were doing. So they made it so it was like, hey, guess what? All the hazy kegs are out because we only got a couple and everybody's going to go get those early. So now all that's left is this $9 Coors Light, which is not worth it. So I ended up getting Captain a fucking chill. can of Truly because I already drink White Claws and stuff no matter what. And I don't even like Coors Light. So it's like, so that was kind of a bummer, but I, I honestly, I'm gonna, I'm going the conspiracy route, saying that I think they did that on purpose. I don't think they're out there like, oh wow, we should have just gotten more hazy IPA. We really underestimated that. Next year we will. It's like, no, 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 no. I know what you're doing, and I think I will be back next year just to see if I'm right. Yeah. And then if I am, then I'm gonna start some protest stuff. But we're gonna start bringing thing. clowns. Uh, old town testing. So it's on like El Camino in Maine was like where we yeah, ran a lot. Not, so it's not in my neighborhood. Yeah. So we ended up going to uh, like the swinging door after, which was an absolute shit show. I mean, imagine Paul's or something on street fair. Just a stinky, steamy pile of well, guys. It yeah, wasn't everyone's eating chili. It actually Fresh wasn't too, chili. too stinky because it was, it was a good group. They actually had a really good acoustic guy there that covered some country. And he also had his own hit original called The Lost Coyote. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, I was running in Tustin in the foothills and uh, or in Peter's Canyon. And I saw a sign for lost bird and he's like i laughed and then i thought about well what if there was a lost coyote okay. it was really funny he told the whole story Sound like so, jim morrison right there yeah i think so obviously andy the first thing i thought of when when we kept talking about this chili cook-off is i wanted a pregame with an episode of the simpsons when he does the chili cook-off in the episode where he eats the way too hot uh, chili from um uh the uh, uh, chief wiggum and it burns his tongue, so they're all laughing at him. So then he gets wax and puts it on his tongue so he can't feel anything and eats like 20 of them. But because he ate so much of these special hot chilies, it makes him hallucinate. And then that's where he sees the coyote that uh, is the voice of John, uh, Johnny Cash. It's all too perfect. 
And so he like hallucinates all these things and he get like, you know, Johnny Cash is voicing the coyote. And it's, you know, this episode was in like 94. So it was, you know, it was really Johnny Cash. So I was like, well, that's how I visioned the chili cook off. Oh, there was no coyotes and there was no hallucinating this day, but it was a good, uh, it was a good time. I recommend it. It was a fun time for, you know, a little thing, you know, not too pricey in the fact that it's just, you know, a couple dollars for that. I mean, I probably only had like a few, you know, things of chili because again, everything, and they have little games. Like, uh, there was one where, uh, you have, you can throw a softball or like, not a soft, you know what I mean? Like a little, like, like basically like the size of a ski ball, but like the, it's in the like form of softball, but it's like the one's got like a little like dents in it. You know what I mean? A wiffle ball? No, 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 no. It's like know. hard though. It's a softball. Oh, those ones I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So you could throw those from like eight feet away to, or 10 feet away to try to, to dunk a cop. So there's a dunk tank there. And so my buddy Vince did it. He's uh he played a little bit in the minors for Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher, and he's a pitching coach now. So first throw, he nailed it, and he, he threw it a little harder than he probably should have because it hit the thing, dunked the cop, and then the ball went way up in the air, like over the fence. But it's kind of funny because it was the same cop for like at least two or three hours, and you could tell he was up there kind of shivering because we've had some severe June gloom this month yeah. of uh, June and uh, this year, actually, in California. Uh, so it's just kind of funny, but, uh, it was overall, it was a, a good time. I recommend it next year. You know, it's, I think it's always like the first, I feel like the first weekend in June is always when it is. So, uh, maybe in another year, look out for that. Yeah. I don't like chili though. Well, you don't I, have to like I, chili. I, like I mean, chili. I, I'm not a huge chili guy, but I've had, I had a couple, that's all you need. And then it's the other stuff. There's the beer. There's, you know, the commodity kill bosses or anything. What? Any kielbasas? Kielbasas? Kielbasa. What is a kielbasa? A Polish sausage. No, there were, okay, that was the other thing. Is they actually did have cheap other food there. They had little vendors there too. And there was one thing that I think it was like $2 nachos or something like that or like $3 nachos. It was, they actually had really cheap outside food. So it was a good time. Very good. Good time. I recommend it. Very good. All right, uh, moving on. Another news story here uh, out of Yellowstone National Park. It seems like there's been a lot of stories lately. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been seeing this, but of uh, people, oh, the buffalo, people in the park going, you know, near bison and different things like that. Well, over this last weekend, while Tony was at a chili kickoff, cookoff, mm. someone decided to pick up a baby elk, put it in their car, and drive it to the police station. Um, <laughs> my initial thought: I didn't hear the police station part, but I, I just assumed some dumbass for social media kind of a thing. And uh, a couple of things here. One, uh, this is going to be, you know, pretty quickly changed just because every day, every year that goes by, the masses of people as a whole just get a little bit dumber. So idiocracy is coming true. We're going to basically just be visiting national parks from behind, like, glass fence, like you're at a zoo, where, like, you have to avoid the animals, remember, because you're stupid. Um, but also, because I was thinking this was social media related, what if they somehow figured out how, like, you can go to jail if you kill someone, right? I think that's something that happens here. Well, if you are an asshole or dumb on social media, maybe you have to go to jail from that. Like, I, I don't mean actual jail, but you can't go on social media. Somehow they can block all of your social media so that you can no longer go on it because being a, a douche. Uh, Elon wouldn't allow that. I think he might get behind it. It's not just like, oh, you threw a gallon of milk up in here. Like, yeah, this podcaster hates you, but that's not wrong. But if you start stealing kids, people's dogs or doing, you know, stealing wild animals. People are getting in trouble for that. 
Like that that British kid who kept like walking into people. I know houses, he's not. Like the cops. Well, him. they did and they didn't. I guess he's not allowed to film himself, and he has to get permission. But what that means is his friend has to hold the phone. I don't know. Just that is the Judgment Day side of the issue. The internet is a great tool, if properly used. Uh, with great uh, power comes great responsibility, Andy. Uh, you are turning into Spider Man after all. Uh, <laughs> There's so many Spider-Man yeah, out there. But it's so, I don't know, I, every like two weekends uh, this year, like since the snow has melted in Montana, there has been a story about someone getting dangerously close yeah. to, you know, bison or whatever. It's like, it's not your dog from the backyard. Like, it, are, and I don't think they're all Californians, but are, are people like that are not in those states just that stupid and oblivious? I think all of humanity has been that stupid throughout I, history. And- just we didn't know there's signs everywhere know. don't approach random wild animals. animals yeah we'll care i mean you saw the thing about the the baby buffalo that they had to put down uh, when was that because that was yeah. like a few weeks ago so a woman petted a baby yeah. buffalo and then the rest of the herd was like yeah f off you're you're <laughs> so not one of us behind. so yeah so they had to just kill the buffalo <laughs> what? why couldn't they just well, that lady should have had with. to have adopted the buffalo it's a baby yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, take National parks are going to go away in the, t- the way that we're familiar with them, where you can, you know, hey, be respectful and stay away from the wild animals. It's going to be, you have to stay on this side of the fence because it's Jurassic Park over there, you moron. We don't have enough money oh, to They'll figure it out, Andy, Sorry. come on. Um, all this beer you're buying, that you know, they donate a p- portion of the profits to the parks. This is what it's going for. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's going to like the Cleveland National Forest. Yeah. The Grand. I just I worry about it. It frustrates me, and it's as if people just think like they're at like a Nordstrom rack or something. Like, oh, I'm going to try these on. No, it's a wild animal. Stay the hell away from it. Very frustrating. All right, I uh, I've been enjoying the uh, the games we've been playing here, and I I have another one. Ooh, um, yes. I don't think I've given you guys any hints on this one yet, have I? Uh, no. Right, so what this is, and uh, I've been thinking about this since the movie came out, but Hell Counts, uh, not for horror movies like we played the other weekend with, uh, with or week with Tony, but action stars and just uh, different movies of that nature. So a couple of ways we can do this the way I was thinking we could play it is uh, I tell you the person or the movie, you know, and uh, you guess how many people they've killed in the movie. I think that's the only way to play. What's the other way? Yeah, you would just say the kill count and then hope we just guess the person? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, let's, I think the other way is the way to go. And now, will it be if some of them have had more than one episode? Is it the whole, like, yeah, you know, so trilogy instance, or series? Yeah, so, for instance, like, 007 okay. would be all, yeah. like, 25 of the movies. Oh, that's impossible to do. Yeah. Well, the numbers I have are for that, Andy, so. Okay, I'll try. All right, uh, and we're going to go in order, so keep that in mind. That, that should help. This is going upwards. So we're starting with the lowest kill count. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mando. This is a... Who? That's the lowest? Top 10. Oh, uh, This okay. is from um, ScreenRant.com. So I, yeah. I don't remember the whole thing that they got it from, but claim it's pretty accurate. I don't think I've seen Commando. I think I wanted to rent that as a kid. My mom said it's- no. I haven't seen Commando it's either. Bad. It's, 
Is that only one movie? Yes. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You have your number? Because I have my number. For a commando? Um, fuck. Uh, yes. Yes. All right. I will go with 37 kills. All right. I'm going to, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very honest guy. So whatever I've got in my head, I'm going to go with. Uh, I said uh, 25. Andy, you're about 50 off. 87. Oh, my Ooh. God. How many off am I? He kills a lot of people at the end, but I couldn't remember. Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, I, I mean, I went into that completely dry. I've never even heard. Not only have I never seen that movie, I've never even heard heard of it. it, uh, All right. It was, it was before Predator. That's the eighties. That was after Terminator. Yeah. It was early, but I've never seen Terminator. Well, again, I'm just trying to give you a picture. I'm picturing just some big buff guy with like some war paint on his like face and like a bandana. But yeah, he kind of does. He carries a big ass gun in this movie. It's a bazooka, okay, well, uh, a box. Yeah. Oh, a bazooka! Box rocket launcher oh, thing. It's a four pack. I, I don't know what it's even called. Should have used my phone. Yeah. A friend. What if we could do that right now? I'm like, I will call yeah. Luke. <laughs> you know, he does kill like ten people in the very beginning too. So I forgot about. Yeah, come on, Andy. Yeah, well, again, hopefully these next. He ones kills a guy in a plane, and he tells the stewardess, "My friend is drunk. Don't bother him." And then leaves the plane. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right, this one, I don't know. I've never seen this, but uh, Equilibrium, John Preston. Looks like it's uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, never seen it either. So I'm going to say it's more than 87. Yeah, that's a safe assumption. <laughs> yeah, at least we got that. You want me to go first in this one? Yeah. Um, 105. 111. Those are much closer, 118. Yeah, I've never seen this movie, and I mean, <laughs> any Christian Bale movie is usually pretty good in my book, so I might... I think it's like a Matrix. That's basically what it says. Uh, while the Matrix uh, and its sequels were busy defining action movies, this was overlooked. Uh, all right. Uh, shoot him up. This is uh, Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Uh, I don't think I've seen this either. Um, but maybe I have as a kid. I saw it okay, with there you, you go. I think. <laughs> so far, I've seen none of these. It's like years. Paul Giamatti, and there's a baby he's got to protect. Oh, is that that movie? That was a bad yeah. movie. Yeah. Puts the baby in a tank, I think, in like a a museum of okay. old weaponry and something, right? So you, Andy, you gonna go first on this one? He's eating a All carrot. Right, I will go with one thirty-eight. I will say one sixty. Much closer here, uh, Andy. You, I guess, will get that at one forty-one. We'll uh, we'll say you're within the over/under of close. plus or minus five. All right, uh, Frank Castle, The Punisher series so this could be tough so all of them including the john bernthal netflix without series? counting that one so the movies alone so how many of the actual so Dolph movies lundgren i didn't know Two. was uh i've seen oh, the first one there's a 1989 ah right and so, yeah. and then thomas jane in 2005 um yeah, yeah and ray I stevenson did, i didn't recently see that passed. one i only saw the thomas jane one i like that one a lot so again, that's it's kind of oh, hard because turn. there's three, but I think Dolph kills at least a hundred and ten himself. Yeah, so I, I'm going to go with uh, two hundred and twenty-five. Uh, One eighty-seventy-three. A lot harder game here. Well, yeah, especially when I haven't seen any <laughs> of the movies. <laughs> I haven't I seen guess. this uh, Resident Evil it. series. Mila Jovich. Yeah, I mean they're not people; they're zombies. So you're, I mean, I know. Let's I've, go with a uh, two. Like, how many movies even are there? I'm gonna say wow. seven, eight. Uh, I'm gonna say two. 
63. Close, Tony, 271. Okay. Oh. Ooh, okay, there we go. He steals right. Here is the inspiration time, for this game, in fact. Uh, John Wick, the series. I knew it. Is it my turn to guess first on this yeah. one? I'm going to say John Wick killed about... Four movies. Is there Just four movies out. now? I'm going to say 303. 319. 399. Wow. Wow. We've it seems like the director on the fourth one wasn't aware of that, because wouldn't you just be like, we're going to kill one more person. Let's make it an even 400. All right, here yeah. we go. Now we're really cooking Maybe. with, with we dynamite. Uh, uh, we, how many have do we have left? four, I think. So I'm curious to see like how many, because oh, now yeah. it keeps jumping up, so I'm curious. Now, now I'm this like, is uh, the first Blood series, so John Rambo. He only killed like one guy in the first movie, and then he killed. I don't like, think that's correct at men. all, Andy. He, I mean, I guess you can say technically he didn't kill some of those people, but they're all hunting him in the forest, and he puts up booby traps and different things. One guy fell out of the helicopter. I feel I still feel uh, like that'd be his fault. I'll go with uh, an even five hundred. Did we get to five hundred? I will say five twenty-two. Close. Uh, Four ninety-three. Four hundred ninety-three people. All right, this. What was that? Five. Yeah, I don't movies? even know. If, it doesn't say on here. Um, I think there were three then, like, regular three originals, ones. and then um, this one I'll just give to you because I don't even know what the hell this is. This is a classic '70s series, Lone Wolf and Cl- and Cub, starring uh, Tom Zaburo Wakayama. Unless Andy, you're familiar with this. Okay. Yeah. It's Japanese, right? Oh, the Japanese kill a bunch. I'll say 884. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of a lot of stuff is based on that. Like that that's a style of storytelling of a old man having to care <laughs> for a exactly child. What the photo know? is I'm looking at. Uh That's what it is. Yeah. It's not even an, a, 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 a definitive number. It's 500 plus. So, never seen them, yeah. never heard of them. Uh that one was kind of hard. All right, here's a fun one. Again, 25-ish. I think there are 25 movies now. James Bond, 007. Yeah, I wouldn't think he killed that many people, but... Well, I mean, isn't there like 1,300 movies of his, though? If he he's counting 25, so... Yeah. I'll go with, uh... 700. I'm trying to do some math here. Like, if we averaged it, he killed <laughs> X amount per episode. I'll say... 834. <laughs> So it does say early on it was a little bit more tame in terms of killing, but it said once Pierce Brosnan took over, that's when he started, you know, ripping throats out and shit. Uh, Five ninety-seven. Okay, we went way way up. Yeah, I think I got confused because like the. Here, so. I think the what threw things off was the Japanese film in there saying just five hundred plus because that yeah. made my head think like. Yeah, I, I, that was a that weird was a lot one. more because wasn't John Wick at like five ninety something? No, whatever. Whoever was after. All right. Uh, another grouping <clears throat> of films. I, and this is the last one, by the way, that uh, I've never seen. Uh, I probably am missing out because, I mean, it's pretty much everyone we've already covered in the, this game. The Expendables. So all the Expendables together. Uh, never seen one of these yeah. movies at all. I haven't either. I haven't seen anything we listed. <laughs> so you got Dolph Lundgren in there. You got Sly Stallone. You got Arnold. Um, that's it. Yeah, Wesley. Wesley Snipes. Jason Statham. Bruce Willis. Is this what they've killed in all their movies? No, also? Just the Expendables just movies. The Expendables no, just in those, in those movies. Uh, yeah, let's say an even 1,000. Why not? 
I'll say 750. So this one uh, has a sliding scale, and it's a large one. Uh, <laughs> as little, it's estimated of 1,190 to 2,000. Okay. How many has Vin Diesel killed? 4,000, probably. Killed like seven yeah. Fast and Furious movies. He like knocks over entire buildings. So. True. You can't really measure that. And so I think I think Thanos has probably killed more people than anyone. Because he killed 50% of the entire yeah. universe. So that's a lot. Yeah. You know? the, uh, the, America alone has 300 million. So. Right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the game. Uh, that was a harder one. But eye-opening, I suppose. All right, uh, we have a little bit of Apple news. I don't know if you guys were familiar with the uh, WWDC that was out uh, or aired yesterday. Um, I honestly, yeah, we're going. It shows VR. you I'm growing we're up. I didn't even VR. know this was happening until the news mentioned it that morning. Uh, we have new OS operating systems that were announced, including uh, Watch OS, iOS, Mac OS, TV OS, uh, iPad OS. You name it, all of the OSs. Um, one co- cool thing, and I've been kind of waiting for this to happen for a while, is so if you FaceTime someone and they don't answer, you can leave a FaceTime message. I know you can basically just send a, a video Ooh, text message. That's kind of cool. Could be creepy too. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's going to be in a lot of like murder stuff now. Like, should have answered. I have yeah. your, you know, girlfriend Ooh. dead. So, um, I mean, I mean it's going to definitely be some sort of horror movie thing now. Yeah, Soderbergh's sure. already working on it too. Uh, among other things, they've kind of everyone's. It's just getting more personalized. When you call someone, you can do different effects and different things with your screen or whatnot. But yeah, the main thing was uh, Apple's AR, not necessarily VR. I don't think Andy, but maybe it's both. I, I don't understand the differences. But Apple Vision Pro. Uh, initial reports are a lot of mockery, um, a lot of comparisons to Google Glass. And uh, Metaverse, both, I think, considered pretty big failures, especially the Google one. Um, so very hefty price tag, 3499 bucks. Um, yeah, I think it's a neat toy. Um, they basically look like ski or like snowboard goggles, and you can... What's cool is if you want to have a big TV or a bunch of monitors, it can replace your monitors for your computer. And you kind of just have them in front of you, and allegedly you can use it with your just your hands pretty easily with all the cameras and microphones and everything all over the place. I don't think people will be walking around wearing these, especially in L.A. You'll just get them ripped off of your head. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if you see these at more upscale areas in Starbucks, some guy, you know, when motions out his table, drinking his cafe latte or whatever, his Kramer. You'd have to put in a rule that you have to have oh. your hands above the table at all times. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. Also, the way it works, so you can, if someone enters the room you're in and you're in your little AR world, your eyes become visible to them. It also fills in the space in between your, for your nose area, like the screen is just clear. It kind of blew my mind, and I could be wrong on this. That is not clear. It's filling in the blanks on your face for the person looking at you. I thought, 
I thought that was weird. Yeah, I, um, it's creepy though. Again, I I mean, thirty five hundred bucks get get real. I'm not ever coming near one of those, but I like that it's heading this way. I didn't like the other ones. I didn't know much about them. I think this is neat for computing sake, for watching uh, a movie or something. Um, what's also weird is you can FaceTime people with this, and it didn't really. I didn't connect the dots at first. You have this huge thing on your face, and there's not a camera pointed at you. What it does when you register the uh, you know, the product, you scan your face, that it makes a very realistic cartoon version of you, and that's what they see, which seems very weird because I don't want to have a FaceTime conversation with a cartoon version of someone. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe I don't you, know what I'm missing. Um, <laughs> this is their biggest launch in you know a decade or so. Um, I think the watch was probably the last big thing. So, something, I'm, I'm sure people are going to be in line to buy these day one, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of theft if you're wearing this in public in Los Angeles or Chicago or New York, because um, it does look like you can, it's just a ski mask, you can just rip this thing off of someone's face and run. Um, Two-hour battery life, but it also, you can, you can plug it in. The battery is not on the headset, it's attached and like you're you know on a reality show and you have this thing in your back pocket or something uh to keep the weight down on your face okay. um if they want to send me one you getting free, one andy i don't have any other apple products probably doesn't work <laughs> like sync to your iphone i'm like i don't have one They're like error error it blows up yeah doesn't know what to do yeah so pretty weird um all right Oh, moving on. So uh, uh, he was uh, convicted. So the last time they, he had a trial, uh, they couldn't reach a verdict. Uh, so he was, you know, got to be a free man for another six months. Um, but now they, they did convict him on two different charges of, of rape. Um, he could be going to prison for 30 years. Um, He's sitting yeah, next I don't to know. Well, uh, I mean, Bill Cosby's Bill out, Cosby right? And- Harvey Weinstein. So that's the thing with all this stuff is you appeal for uh, forever. You just keep appealing forever. So I don't know what he'll end up serving, but uh, he's he's definitely totally done. There's no there's no coming back from this. He was convicted, 100 percent convicted. Any excuse you had? Eh, if you could become a, I don't a star so. in you know France or something, you'll you can be. Praised. But yeah, it is crazy to think of like. Okay, if you ever watch reruns of that '70s show, yep, that's what this guy did. Kind of crazy. I haven't. I never got into that show. I would watch it as a kid when it's like, oh, this is on, and then I can watch The Simpsons, or then I can watch Seinfeld. I never really still watched. Still that there. Show. It exists. I don't think people watch reruns as much as they used to, anyways. But it's not familiar. Yeah, I mean, I used to watch that show like when it was going on back in the day. That's uh, that's crazy. It, but I agree. It's, it's kind of crazy because it does taint the show now forever because now anytime you do watch it, you're going to look at him and be like, wow, that guy outside of this movie yeah. set. It's like watching The Naked Gun or something. What's wrong with that? OJ's in it. Oh, that's fine. I mean, he was never convicted. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he's innocent. I forgot. Oh, Didn't he actually... murder someone again? I don't remember. Come on, man. No, he went to jail for stealing his yeah. own like, memorabilia back. But then I thought he murdered again. No, he or stole. No, yeah, he stole his. Never, not again. Maybe murdered for the first time. <laughs> 
But uh, actually, it's funny you brought up Naked Gun because, <laughs> well, in correlation to the movie Airplane, because I'm just thinking of Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. There was a guy yesterday that we saw wearing a shirt, and it said, seriously? Or it said, I'm serious. And underneath in fine print, it said, and don't call me Shirley. And oh, my God, Joe took a picture with the guy, actually. <laughs> it's a, it's a, he loves that quote. And we literally said it to each other earlier <sighs> wow. in the day. It's the funniest thing, because this looks like a guy that would just Wrote hang out letter. at like Marty's. And he's just got this old man with a long white hair with a, had a hat on that said old, old lives matter or something. It was, it was pretty funny. Pretty like good. I think like camo shorts on. Very good. All right. Let's talk yeah, about Terrifier three. You guys just must be going nuts. Uh, it's confirmed. It, it's coming out. It has real distribution. Uh, they'll be <clears> filming um, later this year for a 2024 release. Um, Bigger budget, considerably bigger budget. So still not a huge budget, but uh, they said in the seven figures. So the last one was made for like two hundred fifty thousand. That's that's pretty big. If they're going to make well, that, this for five the, million, this one did get this one. I think put it on the map. A lot of people now know. I think who Art the Clown is, and then I think a lot of people actually liked the the main girl character. I think a lot of people were attracted to her, and I because I follow her on Instagram and stuff, and I see a lot of her stuff, and she's she's really popular now, and I think she's going to start to become a bigger person now and then also like we said i mean rotten tomatoes actually randomly gave this movie like what was it like 86 or 88 percent or something which is i mean who knows what it is now but that's well, not rotten tomatoes didn't do it. the critics don't Man. give credit to the website collect um but yeah i hope i hope that means a little extra payday 85 percent on rotten tomatoes a little extra payday for some of those people including uh the star there what's his name david thornton or something right you have it open right there uh, um, Art, yes. Art the Clown himself is—it's a great performance. Got to be, got to be David Howard Thornton. Got to be a performance that makes you feel kind of bad. I would think. I mean, he's a professional actor, but he doesn't doing speak. That, Wait, what are you saying? No, just that it's so depraved and everything that you're. Yeah, but I mean, he's gonna put that makeup he's, on. He's and, gonna, yeah, but he's gonna. So I hope he gets some good money. He's Art the Clown's gonna go down as one of the famous. Horror yeah. icons. I, mean, I can already he, tell you he that he has a career forever going to the horror. Oh yeah, no, he's one of the creepiest characters. And uh, Joe, we got to get Joe back on the podcast one of these days. But he's got a creepy story because he was in LA at a show during Halloween, and some guy came there dressed as him. And Joe said he was just staring at Joe from across the across the club, and it's like that would have been horrifying. So it was. It's yeah, it's pretty good. So I mean. Because there's going to be a lot of merch. I think as these go on, they're just going to get bigger. More and more people are going to start to find out about it. Word of mouth. And uh, I'm, I, what I'm more intrigued in is now with a bigger budget, like more than like, you know, triple the amount, like what can they come up with now? Because we, we always talk about that really crazy, sadistic horror kill scene about when she kills the, when he kills the, the friend in her bedroom. And I can only imagine where they're going to go from here. So that'll be, that'll be good. Yeah, sky's the limit. All right. Uh, what is the uh, rock? No, movie? I mean the rock. The uh, Dwayne Nick Johnson Cage is back. The rock. Um, if you didn't know, uh, he made an appearance in the post-credit scene of the new Fast movie. So that was a big, big return there because uh, him and Vin were know. feuding. Um, it got real personal, and it looked like okay, the Rock is just done with his franchise. Uh, but the Rock's had some flops, and uh, maybe he needs the the franchise more than he knew. So yeah, he made an appearance setting up something in the future and uh now it's confirmed and uh, yeah vin diesel's even said yeah we put everything behind us we're ready to do good work uh the rock will be getting his own solo movie in the fast universe 
that will be setting up the next movie. So it will be taking place, I don't know, in between this last one or something. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but it is a rock solo movie, so it won't be Hobbs and Shaw. It'll just be Hobbs. Hobbs by himself. So, um, yeah, I don't watch any of these Fast and the Furious movies, uh, but I did watch Hobbs and Shaw, and I do own it. I bought it for $10, so... It's stock? Um, yeah. <laughs> I own the movie outright. I own the property. I uh, know, but I, I enjoyed it. It's really terrible and bad, but fun. Um, so, yeah, I could be on board for uh, another one of these. But uh, yeah, no, no, Jason Statham. This. Whoa. Mom, too busy we, doing the he wasn't too busy to be in Fast X. Which I don't know how long he was actually in them. All right, what so is Insidious? Thread, I think Insidious five tale. is coming out month. Ooh, um, next another, month. Another huh? series. I have not seen any of these movies. You've I never probably, seen the first Insidious? I should probably go try to wow. watch these ones. Uh, but with that story, is going to wrap up the main storyline that they've been doing forever. The kid from the first one is now an adult. He's going to college. And uh, they're going to wrap up that story with that family there. Um, but since it's a successful franchise, they don't want to give it up. So they are um, going to make some spinoffs, including this one, Thread, in an in insidious title, tale. That is the title of the new film. Uh, and it's going to start Kumail Nanjiani and Mandy Moore. So that's a weird pairing right there. Mandy Moore, huh? Still uh, doing stuff? I didn't yeah, know. no, she's on that like show that was pretty successful. Did she um, stop singing and just was full-on actress after, like... Uh... I, I remember a walk singing. to remember or something. Yeah, I don't think you ever stop singing. You just put out. Yeah, I like that. I like that, Andy. That's yeah. a good quote for life. You just don't get on the radio anymore. That's why know. they say the music never stops. I'm just saying, like, she's not like selling out like amphitheaters anymore or anything, is she? Who she probably not, maybe doesn't tour at all. I don't know. I don't know. She probably doesn't. I haven't heard anything about Manny Moore in a long time. She was in the, this show, the like soap opera on ABC. I forgot what it's called. Okay, but. well. A soap opera? No, what is that on like, like fucking? No, it's like a nighttime 11? soap opera. Like it's oh. a it's a very dramatic show where everyone's crying every time. It's like the promos are always like on a special episode. Somebody has cancer again. <laughs> but yeah, that show is pretty popular. Whatever it's called, is it like the one that's like uh, I think I know which one. I feel like I know which one you're talking about. Like this is us or something. That's it. There you go. You yeah, know, that's what it's called. <laughs> it's got that guy that went to El Medina. So does you know. it? Very good. Freddie Freeman? No. <laughs> the other co-star in that show went to Actually, I, have a, I mean, I'm not going to tell it now, but maybe off air I can tell you. Actually, funny story about an Uber driver he had the other day that went to, ran against a guy in Elmo. Yeah. It's an important school. Yeah, you know, they had some guys. He ran against our best team in 1982. We won the state championship. Uh, but yeah, yeah they're making more insidious movies because it's a it's a good branding I, this is i think this is one of the first blumhouse uh franchises maybe one of their first movies even yeah you can't ever give it give anything up you got you got a name you good all right well we're gonna get into what we've been watching but before we do that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed Leash works through the dog's current collar or harness. Tony. And when you plug in promo code T O N Y, that is, we're going to give you 65% off at checkout just because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. It's a good read. All right. Uh, I have two. Uh, I have technically. Uh, three, I guess, or maybe just two. I don't know. I'll say 
I'll say three. Okay. Well, this is gonna be a big one because I got I got five on. Oh, you got one that I've. Ooh. Okay. I'll, I'll go for. I'll knock out a couple first, and then Sean, if you want to, or then whoever else can go, and I'll. Okay, I'll knock out a couple. So the first one was just the one that me and Andy and then Sean watched half of it last week. We watched Escape Room. I don't even know when it came out. 2019? 2019. And obviously it's, you know, about being stuck in an escape room, except for this one. Obviously it's like they can actually die and some do, some don't, some you think do. And uh, overall, like I didn't really care for it too much because uh, I think, you know, like Andy said, I, I made it a good point where I said it was basically like a PG-13 saw where it's like, it's got the ability to have some gruesome kills and crazy stuff happen, but they just, they make it a little more for just not as, or they don't gruesome. Maybe they didn't have the budget to make it gruesome or something. Maybe they didn't want to. I don't know. Uh, maybe they wanted it to be more uh, realistic to how escape rooms are, I guess. I don't know, but I think they wanted to be PG 13 so that kids. Yeah. So kids, I mean, by like 14 year olds, because those, that is who goes to escape rooms. So that's actually a good point. So you're probably right on that because it was very financially successful. And they turned around a sequel within like nine months. Okay. So. Okay. But uh, overall, yeah, not really, you know, my, as a guy that likes, you know, thrillers, horror movies, not my favorite. Uh, and then the other thing I watched, I'm just going to just, it'll be very quick, but haven't seen it in a while. And it's, the show's got one of the best, or this movie's got some of the best one-liners that people still talk about to this day. And that was the movie Mean Girls. <laughs> a lot of great, great one-liners in that movie. And, you know, great leading, you know, female comedy cast i mean i would have to say that and bridesmaids are probably the two best comedies that are led by you know female cast in my opinion i don't know maybe there's other funny ones maybe pitch perfect some people like maybe i haven't seen like any of these oh i have seen mean girls no mean girls is great i am one of those guys and i will not be ashamed to say that this movie cracks me up same with bridesmaids they're doing a uh musical version and they've already had a musical on broadway with the santa hats and stuff is that what they they do that scene. Like the whole movie is a musical. Oh, holy shit! Uh, for that, oh, they, okay. they've had a Broadway musical of it for a while. Now they're just making a movie version of the Broadway musical because no one has ideas anymore. But yeah, that's, that's sad one. that nobody has ideas anymore. No, but yeah, I, I enjoy that movie, and I actually have a. I'll save it for off air. I don't know if this is actually an appropriate story for on air, but my buddy Joe, Joe the actor, you, I know you guys know him. I know Sean knows him for sure. He uh, met up with, uh, when he was in um, LA doing some stuff like eight, 10 years ago with the guy that played Aaron Samuels and has actually been to his house and said he was a very weird guy. Like uh, got to the point where it was a little like, just kind of, I guess I will tell a story. Kind of just, just turned on like porn randomly when they were all hanging out. And it's like, I think he actually might be gay, which is totally cool. That's okay. You know, it's like that Seinfeld episode. Not that there's a problem with that. But not when it's, I don't know, it was weird. This was like 10 years ago, though, like I said. I'd have to ask him more about it. But I know for sure there was an instance he was at his house and he did like randomly just turn on porn, which unprovoked. Basically, just like taking out your dick. Well, you can go to jail for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Kevin th- Spacey's big moves. Those are, how is he doing, by the way? Kevin Spacey, babe. I think he's in France or something. <laughs> yeah. Or it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> anyway. Yeah, those were those were those two, but I'll save my last thing for uh, after you guys knock out a few. All right. Well, uh, I'll take a couple here because I got a, a long ways to go. Um, start with a couple horror movies here because we, we're in the spirit. Uh, the first one I watched is called Resurrection. It's a new to Hulu. Came out in 2022. Is one I wanted to 
uh, check out. But it was on. It was a, a Shutter exclusive back then. Um, but this is a. It, it's a psychological horror movie. It's a. It's. I wouldn't even say horror. More more thriller. Um, it stars Rebecca Hall and Tim Roth. I love both of those actors. And Tim Roth isn't in, isn't in enough stuff. Um, he's been around for a long time, but it's just like not in a ton of stuff. But um, yeah, the premise here is uh, Rebecca Hall was um, is a single mother of, of a teenager, a successful woman, and she um, starts seeing someone from her past. And um, yeah, it turns out it's, it's a person she had a relationship that didn't go well, and now she assumes that he is here kind of like stalking her, menacing her, um, and he's just kind of like oblivious to the whole thing. Be like, no, no, this, I don't, do I even know you? I don't know. And it's just kind of that kind of creepy thing. Um, I mean, the movie goes into some weird places. It, I wish it was better. I, I didn't I didn't hate it, but it was like some people had it like as one of their top movies last year. I mean, I don't think it reached that level for me. But yeah, it's a, a solid uh, movie, but it's not, when I call it horror, it is not, you know, like Halloween psychological um and then yeah the other movie here uh new new to theaters this is much more traditional horror movie uh the boogeyman based on a 1973 stephen king short story who did create the boogeyman i think it's just a general term it's been around for a while yeah i was gonna say but like what it actually even is the boogeyman just something at night you can't explain you know the idea here because i feel like you that's what they called like the I mean, I guess she would call Michael Myers the boogeyman. She, yeah. or she would call, then I feel like whenever I think boogeyman too, I always think of a nightmare before Christmas when they talk yeah. about that guy. Yeah. They call him like, don't they have a, like a whole song for him? Oh yeah, he's the, he's the bad guy. Hmm. Boogeyman. Um, but yeah, the, the, the premise in this movie is um, uh, there's, a, there's a therapist. He has two kids. Uh, the wife recently died, so they're, they're in mourning. Um, and a strange guy shows up wanting to be a patient and uh he tells the story of how he lost all three of his children in a short span and he said he didn't believe them all three of them at separate times said they were seeing something in the room at night told them they were crazy they're having dreams they're imagining it yet all three of them died mysteriously and no one no one will ever believe me and and what ends up happening is he of course transfers that evil spirit onto this new family and starts haunting the, the, the two girls, like a high school girl and a younger one. Um, there's, there's some solid thrills here, some, some nice little scares, some little things where it's like, okay, it's dark, and is there something there in the shadows? And then, you know, you turn the lights on and it's something in the closet that looks like it could be a face, but it's not. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's just pretty pretty solid routine a uh, horror movie that I think is is perfect to just turn on ninety minutes. Um, this was supposed to be a straight to Hulu movie, um, so it's not huge in, in scale or anything. Um, but it had good test screenings. So like, yeah, why not? Let's just throw this in theaters and make make some money off of it. It's made like twelve million in its opening weekend, so it'll probably make like thirty plus million, and that's that's money they wouldn't get if they just put it straight to Hulu. Um, but that means it probably will end up being on Hulu. Probably by Halloween time. It's definitely better than a lot of uh, horror trash that's out right there. Time. But it's not a classic. But you know, it's 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 completely fine. If if you see this October 11th, you see this uh, pop up on your Hulu uh, recommended feed. Totally worth it. When is it supposed to go to Hulu and stuff? Or probably probably within the next 
usually doesn't take. Too I, long. I was watching uh whatever, and I saw it advertised on like Hulu or something, or maybe YouTube or something. I don't. Know. Yeah. Um, and it does have that. It's kind of like a classic repeating Stephen King theme of like the bad things are haunting people that are already in grief because it like seeks out the pain. Um, Pennywise did that, of course. <clears throat> I was reminded a lot of um, The Outsider. I was on HBO a few years ago. Had a very similar premise as well. Stephen King. Yeah, I mean, just make every everything that Stephen King's ever written. Put it as how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Are right, you want me to go in for mine? All right. I believe last week you guys were talking about this uh, Barbarian. Oh, yeah. Well, we both seen it. HBO Max. I, uh, I watched this and uh, it's good. I like when they go off the beaten path of, you know, this story's been told five million times, but we're going to make one extra twist and kind of divide it into different chapters, if you will. And, uh, you know, the whole time you're like, hmm, who's the bad guy? Is he the bad guy? Uh, maybe we'll see. And um, yeah, it's just misdirection. The one thing I wonder about, who the hell dug that trench? I mean, is El Chapo's people there? Um, yeah, you think if like, that was like a housing development built in the 1950s, over the next 20 years, they got a tunnel yeah, system. Like, the whole time, uh, that's what I'm thinking about. Is like, so this guy is siring kids, and you know, with his, you know, it's just a bunch of inbreeding on top of inbreeding on top of inbreeding. Where are they going to the bathroom? Where are they getting the food? Like, we don't live in this house all the time, and I know the lady goes out at night, which leads me to the next thing. The door was locked. How does she get out? I think the tunnels must lead out to a different place. Got to be. Maybe, but she came out of the front door that one time. So, I don't know. I had little questions like that, and I'm sure there's probably maybe answers, or maybe that's part of the goofs in the trivia on IMDb. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. I liked the misdirection. I liked the you know change of pace and you know new chapters, if you will, with different levels of the story. Specifically, the, I guess, origin story, if you will, where it's the hobo that killed yeah. Bruce Wayne's parents. Uh, now he has to go live in Detroit and um, it's enjoyable. It's on HBO Max or Max, whatever the hell you want to call it, whatever it's going to be called tomorrow. Who even knows? Um, I wouldn't say it's that scary. There's moments. So if you aren't as uh, inclined on the scary stuff, this might still be for you. Uh, do you want me to close it out with my other one? Yeah, might as you well. You got the momentum going. Yeah, I also watched uh, Blackberry. I rented that, and um, it's already out. Oh yeah, you can you can buy it for fifteen bucks Ooh. and rent it for seven. Go straight um, to the Canadian government. Yeah, I enjoyed the heck out of this. I thought this is what Jay Baruchel is made to do. Glenn Howerton just playing Dennis Reynolds bald. Um, Wonderful. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was impressive how quickly they made the prototype. I understand it wasn't, you know, a good thing by any means of how it looked. It was like basically a calculator. Um, you just tell they're, they're very smart people. I also liked the whole thing of like, no, we'll, we'll never make anything uh, in China. It's a piece of shit. 
Like, oh, Canada has the same thoughts. Oh, very good. But obviously, you have to give in at one point or another because it's free to make it things over there versus not anywhere else. Um, it's good. It's, it's fun. Uh, good music. A lot of basically any song that was hip in the 80s is in this, in this movie. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it's definitely one of my my favorites of the year so far. Um, probably still in the top five, but it's got some competition now. Oh, so, uh, the next two movies I'll talk about uh, probably also in my top five, including my number one here um, coming up at the end. Um, but before that, I will talk about a movie called Sanctuary. Um, I saw a trailer for this. I didn't know if it was going to be any good. And it's one of those things that was at a film festival last year. Um, it is a, I don't even know how you describe it. A, a thriller of some sort with two people in a hotel room over one night. And that is the entire movie. Um, I like kind of stuff like this kind of like to be like, it's a play if you needed it to be. Uh, the two stars are uh, Christopher Abbott and Margaret Qualley. So two younger Actors that I've liked in things. They're not the biggest names, but uh, I mean, they're both from HBO. Um, Chris Rabbit was in Girls back in the day. And uh, Mark Pauly was, was. was in uh, The Leftovers. But you probably most recognize her from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh. Really nice uh, role and performance in that movie. Um, but yeah, this, in this movie, um, so, so Abbott plays a young executive <clears throat> uh, for a hotel chain um, that his father ran so think billy madison i guess um but nothing like billy madison um and mark Qualley is a dominatrix i would say is the best way to, to describe that and uh, he uses her services um and in a, in a hotel room and um he you you see this whole scenario play out and at the end of it he tells her well this is going to be our last session because um i'm going to be named ceo and when i'm ceo I can't be doing this kind of stuff. It would be, if it ever got out, it would be embarrassing to the company. Um, so she just says, no, I'm not going to allow that to happen. Um, I can blackmail you. I can extort you. Um, and so they just go back and forth on, on the stuff where he's trying. She's like, I have it on video. And he's like, okay, I'm going to take your phone and stuff. It's just, it's, it's a whole lot of fun and it keeps a lot of twists, goes back and forth. Um, and yeah, it's just two young actors doing doing good work so i thought it was pretty great uh it's a neon film uh they're like they're like a24 i mean they might be better than a24 this year so far they've had a couple uh really good ones um but they uh all their movies go to hulu that's how it usually works and this thing will be on hulu probably by the end of the summer sounds weird yeah, it's called Sanctuary. It's definitely not a movie uh, I would recommend watching with your family or something. <laughs> um, I don't know if you'd want to watch it with with a partner of any sort because it is. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's she's a dominatrix, but it's not even like traditional dominatrix of like you know leather and like whips and stuff. It's more psychological stuff. So it gets some weird stuff there. Mm, but um, she's like dissing about his like his insecurities and stuff. Or basically, something. just bossing around where it's like, okay, he's the CEO at work, but. If if uh, old friend of the podcast Goose was on this one, he's uh, he's he's seen some weird stuff. He had a good story one time about this guy at a strip club that would uh, always be on like his 
there's this one stripper that said this guy and he was in like a business suit and everything, but like it was his, her bitch. And this was at the strip club and yeah. would go crawl on his hands and knees to her and basically be her, her servant. So it's kind of funny that yeah, you'll see these guys that are successful businessmen, but outside of work, man, they're still human beings and they, uh, they're into some weird shit and they like to be told around. I'm, and maybe it is one of those things that when you're the boss all day, you like to be bossed around. I don't know what the yeah, psychological I mean, they, thing they is. They get into it and like, well, what is this really about? And why are you, like this yeah I, I i thought it was pretty great one of my one of my favorites of the year so far um but my last film is my number one of the year so far oh um just came out this week across the spider-verse oh boy. uh the sequel to into the spider-verse came out uh, almost five years ago so it's been a long time since uh, that first movie which was a um a slow burning hit like it's Spider-Man, but it's animated, so it made good money, but it didn't make, you know, like the Tom Holland movies type of money. Um, but it was just a fantastic film doing a new style of animation. Um, so what were they going to do here with the sequel? And they just, they, they top it. Uh, one of the reasons it took so long to make this sequel is the, uh, they wanted to go even bigger, doing different things with the animation. Because, um, like, every, every new world they visit in this uh, version, is something different, differently animated. Um, there's the, the amount of Spider-Man you see in this one is infinitely more. Um, so they introduce a whole lot of new characters. Some of the ones from the first one, um, including Nicolas Cage's uh, Spider-Man Noir, do not appear in this movie, um, but they they should appear in part three. Um, but yeah, just like everything about this was incredible. Like the animation by itself just makes this one of the it's it's definitely the best animated movie I've ever seen. Just and it's just a great Spider-Man story to go with it. Um, the music and sound in it is incredible. Just they they took nearly five years to put this out, and it was it was well worth it. Um, the other big reason that it took five years to make here is uh, um, the second one or the the sequel to this will be out within the next year. So they made them at the same time. Uh, very reminiscent of like uh, the Matrix sequels, where it's like you make the you make number two and three at the same time, so you don't have a long wait. Um, and that might be or the Avatar. only downside. Um, well, Avatar is not going to. Eh, that's going to be a few years until they have the next. One. But yeah, they did film them all. Um, so one of the things about this movie is that it actually ends on a pretty big cliffhanger. Um, so yeah, another comparison would be like Back to the Future Part Two, where Part Two and Part Three were filmed at the same time came out within six months. Um, so you, some people feel like you didn't get a full story in this movie. Uh, I knew ahead of time that I wasn't going to get the full story. I pay attention. Um, but you can't, you can't expect everyone to really be following all the news and know that they only just recently changed this from being called Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, dropping the Part 1. That's um, why they need to listen to Tony's take, though, Andy. Then they would Yeah, be. I could have told everyone. Um, so there were a few little, a few gasps when that, when it just ended. Um, but another thing compared to is Empire Strikes Back. That's, that's one of the greatest movies, one of the most important movies of all time. Uh, and that ends with one of the heroes uh, trapped in uh, stone, metal, whatever that is, and being taken away by a bad guy. And then you got to wait three years to find out what happened. Um, I wasn't alive <laughs> back then. I didn't have to wait three years to find out what happened to Han Solo, but um, that's, you won't have to wait three years to find out what happens to Spider-Man either. Hey, lucky. Going to be out in nine months is, is the plan. Um, yeah, I, I, I really love this. Uh, Oscar Isaac plays um, 
Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, and uh, he discovers a way to um, travel through the multiverse because after the events of the first film, there are now uh, anomalies where different people are being transferred out of their universe into a different one and it's causing all these kinds of trouble. So he basically puts together a, um, a force of different spider people to uh, correct these anomalies. Eventually, they uh, reach the, uh, the world of Miles Morales, the hero from the first story. Um, and he gets it involved in the whole thing. Um, but yeah, you get introduced to some crazy, weird Spider-Man variants, including uh, Daniel Kalua plays one called Spider-Punk, who uh, is like taking like, a, it looks like a Sex Pistols fashion. And like everything, every movie does has that kind of like style uh, shows up on there. And it just, it's incredible to look at. Um, there's even a, a, tr- a truck. I like it. Just, it's just a great joke. Um, a spider truck, like a, a vehicle. And its name is Peter Parked Car. Oh, and I was like, that's, oh, a, that's an incredible pun uh, that I, that's, that's great. Stuff. Pretty good. Yeah. Across the Spider-Verse. It, it's my favorite movie of the oh, of Write the it down, song. folks. All right. Is that all? Pretty good. Now I got my last thing. All right. Yeah, I got, uh, so mine is more of like, not a what I was watching, but what I was listening to, because I, uh, been listening to these scary story podcasts, but the only reason I'm going to bring up this one was because it's, uh, it's a local thing. Cause it was about a story about a couple of people And this, this one, I think this episode was from like 2014 or 2015. So it's older, but it's about like, you know, the queen Mary, which is local from here, you know, in long beach, California, I've been on the queen Mary once. Uh, when I was in middle school with a, another buddy of mine and my dad, we did like the little haunted tour it does because there are legends that say that boat is haunted. And I know people that have spent the night there say it is kind of creepy because the rooms are like really small and personal and it's, it's got a creepy vibe to it. But before I get into their story, I didn't realize there was like the history of the Queen Mary. So I guess I was, uh, they were talking about this on the podcast and I looked it up and it said how that, you know, the Queen Mary was reportedly the fastest and largest such vessel during the war. The Queen Mary could reach a top speed of 32 and a half knots, which was faster than many German U-boat torpedoes at the time and was capable of transporting more than 15,000 soldiers at a time. And I also saw, uh, they also talked about how at the time Hitler basically had a bounty out for that ship and said, and this is obviously in the 40s, whenever, said that he would pay anybody, whoever, $125,000, a quarter million, if they could sink that ship. So I didn't realize the, that famous, that Queen Mary that's out there docked in Long Beach was a really, you know, troubling ship for the great Hitler. Yeah, I won't wow. call him the great Hitler, but I mean, <laughs> he was a. <laughs> He was a leader, you know. I mean, he was uh, hes known in history, you know. I think I saw, saw I saw a poll the other day that said I think he's like the second most famous person in the world behind Jesus, which I do so, agree with. What you're describing sounds like a John yeah. Wick movie. It's like, all right, <laughs> I'm up in the bounty. If someone could kill this goddamn ship, yeah, like it's, they should rename it the John Wick. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like uh, listen to these podcasts; they're pretty fun to listen to. And uh, this one couple had a story about how they were on the ship, and. Uh, Kind of said like you know they got upgraded to this one room and it was kind of weird and whatnot and then uh that uh the guy said as he was getting ready in the mirror that uh he 
as when he looked in the mirror to get ready, he said he swore that it was like there was somebody behind him in the mirror that was also getting ready. But he said, like, not paying attention to him, but just getting ready at the same time. And it was like, it gives me the chills thinking about that. Just like, imagine if I were to see something like that, like how creepy that would be if you just saw someone mimicking you getting ready. And it's like, and um, I know there is an infamous room at the, the Queen Mary that is, uh, that is supposed to be like the main haunted room. It's called uh, room B340. And um, it was closed down for a while, but I, I mean, I don't know how old the uh, video I was watching the other day was, but these, you know, these little kids that are like these YouTubers that do like ghost hunting stuff, they all look like they're these scene kids from like 2008, like just emo kids. And uh, they went in the state in the room and stuff. And, you know, it's a pretty, inter it's entertaining to say the least, like a good, you know, 35 minutes. But uh, basically, though, the thing about that room is that guests have actually died in that room. Like, I guess there's been an encounter of like multiple times where guests have had uh, cardiac arrest while staying in that room. So it got to the point where they had to like close the room down for, you know, whatever reason. Because I think also the fact that it's just not sexy to think that, hey, someone died in this room. But I don't know. Queen Mary, I, I would it would be fun to I, I've had some friends that have done like, you know, the Halloween horror nights on it because they, they do do that. But. I don't think you need to do the Halloween Horror Nights. I think you, you got to just, I think if you just were to go there with whether it's a significant other or a couple buddies and you just do the whole thing of stay the night there, you know, enjoy the, well, you know, everything that that ship has to offer. I imagine they've got some, you know, food. I know they have like a dancing ballroom area or something, you know, have a good time and stay in a creepy little room and see if you can feel any weird energy or presence. Who knows? That's I what didn't. keeps it exciting. Oh, you have stayed there? Stayed there. I've been there too, but I think it's staying there is what it's about. There. You gotta, you gotta hit the twelve o'clock hour. Oh, three o'clock hour yeah. is the witching yeah. hour. That's the most. Uh, the from three a.m. to four a.m. is the most or active hour. They say hour right there. Yeah, yeah. no, but that really is a thing. Look it up. The witching hours. Uh, that's yeah. when they say three a.m. I think in the Conjuring, even they talked Fourth about kind it. is three thirty-three. But Conjuring, Conjuring is a Ooh. true story. Yeah, we all yeah. know it. Yeah. Exactly. What happened in those movies happened for real. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not everything, but I bet some stuff. You never know. You yeah, never know. Yeah, very good. Who knows if there's something going on? Is this all we have? Who knows? But uh, that'll be more for our Halloween episodes that'll be coming out in October, where we will really get into stay, some spooky stuff in just four tuned. short months. Less than four months now will be October, which is kind of crazy yeah. to think. All right, well, I think that'll wrap us up. Uh, if you're not too scared, uh, you've been listening to episode 327 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. And Tony Katz. Oh, oh, I got a little creepy, but yes, thank you, thank you. See you later.